Welcome to the Zeitgeist 19 curated podcast, exploring the spirit of now through the lens of art and sustainability. Your hosts are Farah Piria and Elizabeth Zhivkova. The global pandemic caused a lot of pain, panic, debate, tragedies and inconveniences. The only cultural safety cushion in these difficult times was the online mode of brilliant world-class productions that became available in every home. This is how we got to know Ilya Shagalov, the guest of today's episode, a member of Russia's leading avant-garde theatre Gogol Center, an emerging video artist and theatre director, student of Kirill Serebrenik, creator of the latest desktop play entitled Fairies. I am meeting Ilya to talk about the blurred boundaries among genres, what are the biggest threats theatre is facing nowadays, and its existence in the digital realm. The episode is released in both Russian and English languages. Hi, Leah. Thank you so much for doing this conversation with me. Um, let's go back in time and start from the very beginning. How did you get into directing and how your identity was developed through theater? A very interesting and intruding journey, which sent me to the past, to my childhood. All my preferences were formed there, all habits and hobbies. I was born in a simple, ordinary family, not related to culture, in the Russian province, in south of Russia, in the city Krasnodar, nearby Black Sea. As you know, people in the south do not really need culture. When you always have a nice weather outside, you don't need culture inside, like theater and museums. Everybody preferred to go outside and to lay under the sun. I was the third child born in our family. My whole childhood I was left to my own devices, since my parents already had two other children. I was the youngest and nobody cared much about me. Often I stayed alone at home. During these moments when I was left home alone, my fantasy activated very powerfully. Fantasy intensified to hallucinatory distortion limits. I was dreaming of things which did not really exist, but it didn't scare me. It threw me away. It made me realize that the world is much bigger and more interesting. I was obsessed with the change in reality. In this regard, I love the tricks. They are also a changing of our reality, hoax of vision. The reception of tricks is the evidence that something else is existing, or else it is the evidence of the existing reality, which we don't know, but it's still present here. It was surprising that this is happening here and now in the front of me. This is why already in childhood, I very definitely decided that I want to be a illusionist. I wanted to change the reality, wanted to work with it. So the more I grew up, the more I understood that making tricks is not magic, but rather it is science and particularly mathematics. While the magic in the sense in which I understood this notion didn't exist. But there was another tool similar to tricks, and that was the realm of art. In this realm, the reality was created, it was simulated and reflected. The most direct way of this realm is the cinema. 
I was not sure whether I want to be an actor or director. It seemed to me that cinema was something eternal. People are born and people die, but the cinema remained forever, and it's cool to stay and be in this reality of the cinema. I grew up with this idea and realized that it's interesting to be the designer of reality. I decided to become a director. At that time, I was sure that the director is someone who comes up with the idea, who controls everything and supervises everything. As I become older, I once went to see theater for the first time. I experienced a very unusual and unique sensations. I realized that the theater is similar to film, but yet much more interesting. There was magic in the theater. While I recognized a lot of technology in cinema, in theater there was alchemy. It seemed to be inexplicable how everything in the theater was being born and created. There was this certain moment of creativity in the theater, which absolutely fascinated me. When I became even older and went to school, I realized that I want to be a director, particularly stage director. Cinema seemed plain to me, but theater was the volume. Theater was time. Theater was something to me what contained the whole world. I had no problem with who I should become. I purposely knew where I was going and for what reason. When I graduated as an actor in Krasnodar, I found out that Kirill Siriabrinikov was looking for a student to cast for his course at the Moscow Art Theatre School. As the perfect scenist, I didn't try to apply anywhere else and went to his course with all might. There I was accepted as a stage director. The acting school before served as the basis of theater. It was the kitchen of theater. Since it was necessary for me, but I never wanted to be an actor. This way, consistently and simply step by step, I graduated in 2013 as a stage director. Already as a student, I began working with video. Kirill noticed this and started to invite me to collaborate in his productions. In this way, Kirill contributed to the improvement and development of these abilities. More and more we observe the increasingly blurred boundaries between the physical and the visual arts. Live art and video art, performance art and multimedia productions. For instance, your latest Paris work, which has been described as the first desktop play, is a good example of such mixed genre. In today's world, do you think established categories are no longer relevant? Well, now I will start talking a lot and slightly chaotically, since it is an interesting question. Thanks for asking. It seems to me that all the names and designations are generally the naming of something is something rather old-fashioned. Names are old-fashioned. Names do not indicate where we are now. Our time has accelerated so rapidly that a lot of new things around us are appearing which we are not able to identify. On that matter, I like the idea of metamodernism, which is quite popular today, when everything is existing all together and at once, equally, when the philosophy and pop culture share place on one shelf, when Aristotle, Simpson, South Park and Socrates coexist together, not measured what is more important or stronger. Today they are so compressed in time that they exist simultaneously and equally. 
I feel that the main derivative of modern theater is built of a new perception. I would like to talk about it. The old perception is linear and sequential. It is literal. There is the case and the effect. Today it becomes obsolete. In the era of computers and internet, in the era of huge number of windows and the coexisting of everything with all, we are becoming multi-perceptional. We have a simultaneous perception, perspective perception in horizontal view. Against the backdrop of fast and strobing images around us, slow and complex theater is becoming non-profitable. Here is my own example. In France, I staged the novel We by Zamiatin. It tells a dystopian story about future, the confrontation of nature and digital reality. The main character in this novel experiences a strong existently self-crisis. And at the very end, he moved, reformulated into the digital environment. He faded away from the reality. There were no live actors on stage in the end of the show. All actors were scanned in 3D, a cold Google Voice was reading the final monologue of the main character. All other things were projected, some digital beeping, sound design, computer voice and digital reality. All this existed equivalent to the dramatic action that existed before. Following your thoughts, um, stage versus screen, what are the crucial similarities and differences in relation to your practice? The film and the theater are two types of art which is called spatio-temporal. That means they have space and time. There are the elements through which they are working and with which they are operating. The cinema fixates the time and reproduces it. Uniqueness of the theater is that it possesses the presence of the present time, there is the here and now. Every time while watching a film, we return to a fixed moment. It could be a historical moment or some moment without time. The main idea of it is that we always return. In the theater, every single time, everything happens now and here. While we are looking at it, there is the here and the now. Perhaps this is what is called the theater. We always ask ourselves what is theater today. Theater is what is here and now. Thank you, Ilya. Uh, speaking of the fairies, I had a feeling it is a multidimensional work addressing many questions on different levels, personal, national and global, with a central message that reminded me of the first principle of communion morality, the duty to love. Can you please tell us more about the origins of the piece and about your personal voice and place within it? What did you want to say by means of fairies? I don't know. As I told you at the beginning of our conversation, every time when we are trying to attach some shortcuts or labels, as we attach them, it either reduces the value of the work or doesn't correspond to the request. A certain ever-growing name of this genre appears. I call it Screen Life Desktop Spectacle. This is how I saw it in my head from the very beginning. When the story of the pandemic and the corona and all circumstances happened, we recalled this text and due to the fact that I'm in Berlin and all actors are in Moscow, I came up with that I will give them some tasks 
they will shoot themselves, they will send me the files and they will collect it and edit everything on my own. So I imagined my desktop a lot of windows which at the same time pop up on the screen. Maybe I would play some music from player. It seems at the point this is how it should be. A working laptop desktop as it is. But when actors started to send me files, I saw that everyone has very artistic aesthetic. My artistic mode was turned on and I started to form everything and to move towards to the video art. It seems to me that it was the pure video art. The presence of the actors and unfortunately the plot makes close to theater. Although the plot is very blurry, the text is written by a French playwright, a live contemporary Ronan Chenot. As any French artist, he loves postmodern very much. The plot is postmodern and inconsistent. It can be mixed as you like. So, this is a video art close to the theater. The exact name of this genre will probably be invented in 5-10 years, when everyone will work in this genre. We can feel this trend now. I suppose it is Curator's job to come up with the name of Jenner. Something meta post, something... To the question about what is all this means, I'm not really sure if we can say something through art. I mean, it is difficult to explain your own art because art speaks for itself. Directors often say that if I tell you now what it was, you start to look with my eyes on it or reduce your imagination. Everything what I wanted to talk about is already expressed in this work. Through art, you cannot speak because it speaks for itself, but through art, one can experience something. How do you think theatrical vocabularies are shifting to accommodate and reflect the global and local cultures? And do you think performance art, whether staged or filmed or video art, can make a positive change in relation to social and political realities? Of course, the art is capable of this. Of course, art always tries to change the world for the better. If it is politics or something, art tries to show it. Theater art does not seek to moralize. It's wrong to moralize. The theater shows a problem. It asks the question, denotes it, marks it. Theater provokes the viewer to think about the problem on their own and to form an opinion on their own. The art owes nothing to anyone. Art has no goals and tasks. By the way, it's interesting. The art has no goals and tasks, just like the virus doesn't. Corona also has no goals or tasks and doesn't owe anything to anyone. This is not an evil hero who wants to conquer the whole world, no. This is a substance, a kind of entity that exists according to the law of nature and it simply exists. Both are in one direction. I can say that the art reflects and expresses reality, reflects the images of reality. Art takes a concept from reality that is an idea about which uh, it wants to tell us, 
and the topic. This is the source. These are the feelings that a viewer should have. An idea is always concept. It is always conception. How? And the feelings are always thematic. About what? What do you think is the biggest threat to the theater globally and particularly in Russia? I am an, a political person. I don't want to popularize politics and connect it with art. In Russia, it doesn't matter what you are doing. Is it art or business? You're always get into political context. You're always connected and, and related to politics. So I would like to avoid talking about politics. For my opinion, the main enemy of art is spectators' illiteracy. The loss of spectators' interest. The worst thing which can create an art is when nobody needs it. But for me, this is impossible. It can't happen. A person always has need for emotion, experience and changing. If there was no art, it would have to be invented. It is believed that art is threatened by a lack of state financial support. If there is no such support, the art will not survive. But the art will survive. Maybe the institution will perish. A true art will find itself everywhere. Outside, without money. The best art is made without money, but from the heart. If art is real, nothing can break it. Only if there are no people, no one will be. Even in this case, music will survive. Music does not belong to anyone. Music always existed, even before people, and will remain existing after us. The planets in the space are laying around and busy. That would be art as well. The question is, what is the art in general? There is the nature, and there is the art. This is what is created by human. Imitation and simulation of nature, this is the art. The global pandemic has turned the world upside down, pushing our creativity beyond its limits to the new spaces where we have to find innovative ways of communication. How do you think the national lockdowns will affect the industry in long-term perspective? And does theatre have a place to exist in the digital world? I don't think this is due to the pandemic. Not only the lockdown has changed us. I feel that the art has been for a long time frames by close classic frameworks. The art is like as a virus trying to capture new territories. This development has existed long time ago. For a very long time contemporary art has spread to everything that is possible, to computer games, to movies, thus mixing genres. I don't feel that today's situation will change anything. I would like to think so. This is a very romantic idea. But I feel that when everything will end, we will run simultaneously with pleasure and frustration. We'll be back to our previous affairs. We pretended that nothing happened. 
we will forget the whole situation. We will forget the new invention of art. I don't think that we have invented something new, but I'm sure that we found something and understood how to work with it, how to look at it. It seems to me like we will be going back, because there will be no such circumstances and there will be no time for that. For instance, if we are talking about fairies, I want to do that for a long time already. I am very thankful for lockdown, which gave me the opportunity to make it. The circumstances around me made it the only right form to express myself. But the language and the form itself have been long ripening inside of me, because I was always existing on the borderline between the theater and the video art. In one of your interviews, you mentioned your admiration for uh, James Terrell and his obsession in identifying the perceptions and dimensions of light. Who and what else you consider inspired and shaped your visions of moving image and performance? I borrowed a lot from the film. Since I grew up in the province, the only form for comprehending and expanding my own boundaries was the cinema window, the watching movies, watching different movies as much as I could. I was very lucky with my friends, with film experts who gave me directions. I always talk about music and always say that music is main, general, determine factor in image formation. While rhythm is the main condition of working with image, working with video, I studied rhythmic structure from Dadaists and Avargandists from the beginning of 20th century. That means I adopted, studied, and was inspired by them. I can watch them endlessly. They are the height that cannot be surpassed. Man Ray, Hans Richter, this is the primary basis for me. This is the moment when cinema divided. One direction was going toward business, which was invented the cinematograph and telling stories like Griffith, Hollywood, etc. Simultaneously, in the beginning of 20th century, there was experimentalists and artists who didn't want to tell stories, they wanted to discover and explore images, and how one can distort them. They did a lot of strange different things. Also, they work with uh, sound. They are like Columbus, who was walking in darkness by the feeling. Through these experiments, they discovered many, many interesting things and effects which we are using today as a basis, as an impact effect. Also, I'd like to add Georges Méliès. He was more about artistic movies. He invented all possible effects and tricks in the cinema. An interesting thing which happened to him during a technical breakdown. Milias was a wealthy man who immediately bought a cinematic camera as soon as the Lumiere brothers invented it. He started to experiment as much as he could. 
By the way, he was an illusionist. So, he was filming himself. The camera was very heavy, so one couldn't move it. He filmed himself on the road, and the apparat jammed, and the film stopped. He came and fixed it. The camera continued to film. Then, when he watched the short material, he saw himself standing on the road, which suddenly disappeared. It was a stopped frame on film. He went out and the camera continued shooting. Especially this disappearing of himself in the space provoked him for unlimited fantasy. All his experiments you can find easily on YouTube. It is really cool. Also, Edward Maybridge, who was a bit early, he was a photographer. He studied anatomy of humans and animal movement. It became a suddenly discovery that the horse does not move at all as depicted in the old painting. It was funny. The human eye saw reality differently before the invention of technology. When technology appeared, it changed our vision, strengthened the optics of human. We began to see that which is impossible to see with simple sight. We learned how to slow down time, we learned to see macro, etc. Of course, I should mention Stanley Kubrick. I always talk about him. A person who existed on the territory of success, business and the high artistic art, he impeded into film something what was not ordinary in the cinema. Towards the end scene of the space oddity, there is a famous moment where he ends the narrative with the word and the image. He starts to use light and sound design, which do not explain anything but you as a viewer see and feel something new, what you don't know how to call it. This is amazing. This is the introduction of video art in cinema. By the way, this effect was invented by artist John Whitney in 1968. Production especially invited him to create this psychedelic visual. This is territory of cinema. If we are talking about contemporary art, here I will banal. My forever guru is Namjoon Pike and Bill Viola. With their Buddhist optic to the art, with their deep and wise attitude, the exhibitions of this artist have changed me forever. Once I was on a huge retrospective of Bill Viola, I came as a one person and left as a completely different person. There were several works that struck me, and later, when I listened to his lectures, it changed me and set up my view. Bill Viola is still alive. And if we continue to talk about modern living artists who work with digital technology, if Bill Viola is the wisdom and death of the study of time, space, film, philosophy, and human relation, then contemporary technology is generative and a digital graphic. I'd like to mark Rodzi Keda, a quite famous artist working with vector black and white digital graphic, Deutsch artist Rosa Menkman, 
unique artist with whom I had the pleasure to work. She explores the nature of the broken video signal, broken digital reality. Digital is the data and it's always very accurate and she used data motion glitch. It's completely separate art form. It is hard to control. I would like to explain it as if nature is implanted in a digital environment. For instance, glitch could appear when you copy any movie file from one stick to another and a surge in electricity occurs. There is the image could crash. When you watch a movie after, you can instantly recognize some kind of rainbow or RGB motion for a moment. This moment is the embodiment of nature in digital. And this is interesting. There are also many young artists, such as Andrew Benson and Max Cooper. This is what you can find on YouTube and Instagram. There are many artists which inspire me. If we are talking about the theater, I would like to name Frank Kastorf and the set designer Bert Neumann. They made their own independent dimension and theatrical forms. Kastorf is a German director who works a lot with video. Together with Neumann, they changed the concept of the scenography. Neumann loved building boxes on stage. The action was inside and the audience could not see what was happening there. All the action was broadcast by cameras. Kastorf has an excellent team of cinematographers who make live videos like ballet working with actors on the close-ups. 80% of the action the audience could see only on the screens. Thank you so much, Ilya, for this detailed um, answer. It's very interesting. And we are approaching my last question. Today, in the ideological and economical bullying of contemporary society, how do you read the terms border and wall? You just said an economic and ideological crisis. This word crisis, I realized that we are in an unlimited crisis all the time. The crisis never ends. Really, this is something what is always present in the background. We are always in the crisis. The crisis of art, age crisis, so interesting, when we will get out of it? I can say that freedom is the world a full freedom. I can say ubiquity. The ubiquity is the world. Beyond the space is the world. The border is... As an artist, I perceive the border as an obstacle, behind which a new world is hiding. This is an unknown adventure, which cannot be feared or avoided. You must overcome, because behind it lies something incredible which you cannot even imagine. Something what will give you such an experience which you don't expect, and it will turn out to be the world. 
Thank you, Ilya, for this beautiful answer and for this overall insightful conversation. It was truly a wonderful chat.